0: guys
1: we haven't done fence riders in a did very long time did everybody respond no did most people respond yes who did not respond mr covid oh uh, well you know, i have my headphones half off so i didn't hear what mike said there but we'll ahead. get into question number one here yeah are you guys ready will deshaun watson account for more total touchdowns than lamar jackson this is one of our few unanimous answers here steve when you Sorry, Steve was, Steve and I were a little out of sync there. But this is one of our few unanimous answers. Uh, McNuggets, Bull, Brad, Jason, G, Tyvis, and Earl all said yes. We'll keep it quick. Who wants to start? I, I have mean, my reasoning.
2: Some of this is, all, is us being homers. I, I looked at it from the perspective of I don't have any faith that Lamar Jackson is going to play. I think there's more, it's more likely that – I think their numbers in terms of total touchdowns will be probably, if they both played the full season – would probably be close, but I would lean towards Watson. So I was already leaning that way, and I think, well, who's more likely to get hurt? It's Lamar Jackson. So I'd say pretty easy.
3: <clears throat> nah, this is easy for me um, because I'm just gonna start saying this. I don't know why we're doing all this prefacing. It's two weeks before the season. If I believe that the, the Deshaun Watson is back to being Deshaun Watson, he's just better than Lamar Jackson. Let's just be Fact. clear. I agree. agree. Totally agree. But
2: Lamar's going to still get a lot of rushing touchdowns. He's going to
3: get some touchdowns, yeah. but uh, I, I feel he's better. He has a better arm. He's not as good dynamic of a runner, but they're going to run some too. De- Deshaun Watson is mobile, yeah. so
0: I, I just think he's better than Lamar Jackson, yeah. and I think he's going to get more touchdowns. In Watson's last three years as a starter, his total touchdown, this question was total touchdowns, 31, 33, 36. Lamar Jackson's three years as a starter. 33-19-20. Now, injuries obviously played a major role in, right. in and that, Lamar's played last played a major role
2: my, my decision. Yes. But, even why I, even but take injuries
0: yeah. out, I yeah. still go Watson because I don't buy into – I'm talking myself more into the Steelers and talking myself out of the Ravens day by day here. Yeah. I don't like their receivers. I don't trust the fact that OBJ and uh, Bateman and all these guys they have outside of Zay Flowers can stay healthy. I don't trust the Todd Monk in offense. He's coming from college back to the pros. Who knows what that's going to look like? Plus, I right. don't buy you. Can, I just don't, Lamar Jackson is who he is. You exactly. can't make him a different type of quarterback. I, exactly. I, I and I think his that. MVP season is one of the single it's greatest an seasons it's an in an the anomaly. history of the NFL. Yeah. That is not who Lamar Jackson is. That was the outlier. Of it. Just like Cam Newton's MVP Lamar season. Lamar Jackson's
2: really good. Deshaun Watson's better. It's that simple. Plus, he's more injury prone. Yes. Lamar, so it's an easy All on the answer.
0: same side. Yeah. Go ahead. We did have two unanimous answers. That was one of them. Okay. The next couple are not.
1: That was. So, question number two is Will Nick Chubb score at least 15 total touchdowns? This was the toughest
2: one for me. I went back and forth on this one a few times. And I think it was so pretty split.
1: Our yes is Bull, Jason, and G. And our no is McNuggets, Brad, Tyvis, and Earl. You guys
0: to start first. Tell me why the Where's Earl? We
1: need an Earl. Uh, Earl, Earl texted
0: us. That I called him this morning. He didn't
1: answer. I called him. I wanted him to be involved. But we got to add his picture. But we got to add an Earl picture. Yeah, pick. bad job out of me. I was very behind this morning on everything. So, I did not add his headshot in. And Earl's headshot should be Donovan Mitchell. So Earl's headshot. Or DPJ. Is, so Earl's <laughs> is Brad, right? <laughs> yeah, Earl,
0: in a way, yeah. yeah. But, Brad, but Brad did answer. No, Brad still answered.
3: Yeah, that's answers. funny. That's funny. Okay. Go ahead. Uh,
0: so, you guys said. You guys said yes. Why well, yes? Go ahead, G.
3: Well, because we just talked about it. They they did not get another back. They didn't really go out and get a veteran one that's going to take up some of these snaps or carries. So when I'm looking at Nick Chubb, he had 12 last year on a, on a pitch count this year. I don't I think he's gonna get more touches. He's gonna be in the game more on third down more in the game on goal line because Kareem Hunt was more of a goal line back. I think he's gonna at least get an opportunity to get 15 playing against lighter boxes as well because Deshaun Watson can throw the ball. I say he gets 15 touchdowns because it's, he's gonna go up against an easier task
0: this year. The it, most touchdowns he's ever had in one season. in His career total is 13. Oh never had 14 never 15. He's had 13 no, twice at 10, 8, 12, 9, 13. Yeah, is the most he's ever had yeah. in his career. Yeah. The Browns have more options than they've ever had in Nick Chubb's tenure in Cleveland of guys who can score, especially down in the red zone, where it has been the Nick Chubb show, even when he was splitting carries with Kareem Hunt. Now they have Deshaun Watson who's mobile. You have Elijah Moore, who's their red zone Swiss Army knife, you have Amari Cooper, David and Joko expected big things out of Cedric Tillman. I just think there are too many options to give one guy fifteen touchdowns, even if Nick Chubb, the player has the capability of scoring 17, 18, 19 touchdowns? He's that good. Yeah. I just think the Browns have too many options. It, it's hard because he's over. never
2: done it. I think you're overstating the options. I'm not. Uh, Cedric Tillman as a rookie is a big red zone. And, option.
0: I, and I just wanna... an option to take away from. I mean, the, I, let's just hand it. An I don't want to see Elijah. I don't Moore. think Elijah
2: Moore is doing much in the in, in the goal line. I want Nick Chubb to get the ball five times if they can in four downs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I do think. <laughs> I do think there's going to be just in general, and he has the capability of forget the red zone, like busting out a 40-yard. At any given any given and time, yes. With the yes. smaller box, he is going to have those opportunities even more. I, I think, and it, it's tough. In the end, I'm probably wrong. You probably you probably 15's right, like, 15 is a lot. Like 15
0: is a lot. And Nick Chubb last year uh, scored 13. He scored the one against the Jets when he shouldn't. You should have fell. Remember, he ended up well, scoring, you Could have yeah, 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 yeah. So, like, it, there's always one or two that could go either way. But if, but, the,
2: in in fairness, the Browns' offense overall should score, should way, score way more way points. more touchdowns than they ever have. Totally. So the totally no, total agree. numbers will go up. All right, next one, Anthony. All
1: right. So question three. Also, a typo in the graphic. Hands up. My bad. I didn't double check it. But this will three players on the Browns have at least 750 receiving yards? Brad, Jason, G, Tivus, and Earl said yes, and no was McNuggets and Bulls.
2: 750 is a lot. How many teams have three guys with 750? I did the, we, research. We did the research. I know the answer. This.
0: It was three teams last year. Can you name the three real quick? Cincinnati. Correct. Philly. Incorrect. All three AFC teams. Kansas City. Incorrect. Chargers. Correct. Oh. And not hmm. the Bills. You got five. Forces great radio. Dolphins. Three. No, Dolphins didn't have it. They, they had, had two crazy. They nothing. had two crazy. It was the Jaguars. And of, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. of those three teams, yeah. the third receiver had 766 yards, 762, and 752. Yeah. The third receiver. Oh, you were
2: with me on the only I'm, on, I'm on no. Yeah. The
0: third receiver only, at most, had 16 yards over that threshold. It is so hard to spread the wealth that evenly Yeah. and have guys be that productive. They have four or five guys on the roster who I think are capable of having seven hundred fifty yards. Yeah. I just don't think capable equals realistic. I, I think you'll have two
2: and then I think um between Elijah Moore, DPJ, and David Njoku, I think all three guys probably end up somewhere between six and eight hundred, right? But I don't think two of those three get over seven fifty to me.
0: And G, stat for you, so three teams last year at three over seven fifty last season 18 teams more than half the league had 1000 a 750 and over 500 but that 500 to 750 third guy
2: yeah very few hard. teams actually especially when that you threshold. think about it okay the three teams that did it were, were Cincinnati who the other two Jacksonville yeah and the Chargers okay those are all pass first teams yeah now maybe not Jacksonville i don't know what their percentage was but the Bengals and Chargers throw the ball a lot and the Browns are going to throw the ball a lot, but probably not as high a percentage as the Bengals because they, they still got Nick have Nick Chubb. Chubb. Yeah. So if we're expecting Nick Chubb to have a monster season, which I think we all are, I'm just not, and I don't know. I mean, it, I don't think it's impossible, certainly, but it's Cape. Prob- it's 750 is. It's, is a, it's hard a high for nut, a yeah. third receiver.
0: You said yeah. Why yes?
3: Uh, well, look. um Because I think sometimes you you look at it, you got Mark Cooper who will be open. Um, He's going to get his thousand. Now, if I look at the other guys, I can foresee a situation where you got a deep threat that may not get to targets, but he has a lot of yards because he's throwing, he's catching deep passes. Now, that may not fit Elijah Moore, but if you're looking at it, like he's the fastest of the receivers. Um... I think he's gonna get a thousand. Where it comes down to a thousand, yeah, I think he's gonna get a thousand. Wow. that's Be, because here's here's what people don't realize. Even the year that Baker had in 2019 or is it 2020? 2020. In 2020. 2020, that was when they went to the playoffs, right? What was Freddie Kitchens year? 2019? Yep. Yeah. 2019, both Odell and Jarvis had over a thousand yards. And nobody was like people people were, thought it was a crazy year. And then you go back and look, and you see that... Uh, yeah, that barely. Nick, they
2: barely went over 1,000
3: But then you look, and Nick Chubb had 1,000 yards. Yeah. So I don't know who... Like, you round it up, I don't know if David and Joku had about 400 or 500. But my thing, my thing is, sometimes you can put numbers up, and it's kind of weird because they're like, wow,
2: they had that many yards? I just think... And it's one extra game. I, I hear you. I think, in the end, the Browns have enough decent options... Like none of their none of their pass catchers are great. Amari Cooper's very good, right? The rest of the guys, to this point, are just you know, nice players. Yeah. But I think Deshaun Watson is gonna spread it around a lot between Moore and DPJ and, and Tillman and, and Goodwin Joku. and Njoku and, and Chubb, Chubb out the backfield that I don't think like I think there'll be a bunch of guys between four and eight hundred. And it'll add up to a lot, but in the end, I can't see cool. two of those guys getting who, over seven. Who,
3: who is who is okay? So out of those that group of guys, who do you guys believe is the most? If they did do it at seven fifty, who's most likely to have it out of the rest? I think Elijah Moore and uh, and and uh, Joku, uh, Mark, Mark Cooper, and Moore are the ones I'm putting there. But I think a Joku is more likely to get to seven fifty than DPJ or Goodwin or somebody else, or, yeah. or Tillman. I I'd think.
0: actually flip that. I would put, if I was ranking who I think at the end of the season will lead the Browns in receiving yards, it's Cooper for me and Joku, them more. I, I'd really? Go, I'd go in that order. I think. That's interesting. I, sometimes there's so much hype around a player that it's a smokescreen. Like, if, I'm going back to like the NFL draft, yeah. and I can't think of a great example, but Team X loves this player. They love this And they're just trying to get you to believe they love players so some team trades up and they move back. And this is not a knock on Elijah Moore whatsoever. But you hear all this stuff about Elijah Moore. Cincinnati's hearing the same stuff. Okay, we're going to put a lecture coverage on Elijah Moore. Guess who's open in the middle of the field? Njoku.
2: And teams are not making defensive decisions based on hype from media.
0: Not hype from media, but you hear and, and they're looking at stuff. They used Elijah Moore in ways that we hadn't yeah. seen them use any offensive player in that system I, 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 since the fans. I, Am I, I wrong? think
2: Elijah Moore or Njoku or DPJ, I think any of them could finish second. I, so I think it's just, almost Just equal for the sake of chance. this, so
0: we, we all agree. If Cooper's I had to won. pick,
2: I'd pick Elijah Moore second, second on the team in yards. I think it's possible DPJ has more than him. I think it's possible Njoku has more than him. I just can't see two of those three guys getting over 750 yards. It's a lot. It's, 750 it's more, is more than you think. It's 65 yards a game is what it comes down to. Yeah, and Njoku, I don't know. That's, how many tight ends average more get more
0: than 750 yards? I, it's not that many. I'm buying, and I told you all I'm buying Jacksonville stock. I'm buying Njoku stock this year. I, I really it, think Njoku I, yeah. is poised for a monster I, season. I
3: drafted him um, as I looked at it, and I looked around the league at tight ends. And, yeah. And, I think he's he's going to get more touches than Dalton Schultz. I think he's going to get more touches than George Kittle because he's injury prone. And they talk about spreading it around. Yeah, but the Joku's been injury prone too. Yeah. Yes. yes. I, I think if you look at it, you could honestly legitimately say if after you got Kelsey, Edwards, I don't know if you would put Darren Waller ahead of him because he's been injured you so much. Mark Andrews, not Edwards. Yeah, Mark Andrews. So after those two, I mean, I could, I could see myself being like, all right, is, is Njoku fourth?
2: I, I don't, fifth? I don't know about that. I mean, I mean, it's possible.
3: He what, could be. I mean, could. right now he's
0: not. I mean, Hawkinson's a book Hawkinson, right uh, you could throw him I back. got him,
2: I, I, I think on my, you know, I prepare, I make, uh, your fantasy, fantasy spreadsheets. spreadsheets, I'll tell you where I got him. I, I think I got him ninth amongst tight ends. I'll, I have him higher on my, my personal rankings. You're letting fandom get in the way, Mike. No. You can't I'm, do that. I, 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 I just think, right. I think, think I'm letting opportunity, have opportunity in I, the I, way.
3: I saw, I saw the way they used them
2: in Kansas City. They put Elijah Moore. I got him 10th. You got him 10th. I got Kelsey, tier one. By himself. By himself. Tier two, Mark Andrews, TJ Hawkinson, Darren Waller. Now, Waller's injury prone. Waller's
0: the wild card, but if But healthy, I go into yeah. it with, okay,
2: I got. I can't project injury. Yeah. So what do you do? I and then OS tier two. three, Kittle, Goddard, Pitts, Engram, Friar and then Njoku. I would I, – I, I I, think that David Injoku, And then Dalton cave the rookie,
3: right after that. Th- those – I, out of I those agree dudes, with the tiers. Order yeah.
0: be damned, but tiers I'm, I'm but right But the
3: tiers with. I'm with it. Like, but I think that Njoku could be at the highest – a high, a high could, sure.
2: Th- third tier. He could, but those guys have more of a track record. Yes. You know? And uh, I think Kyle Pitts has the most upside of, of all the tight ends. He, he just, also could be the – He just – but he's on a team with Highest the bad risk, lowest history. ceiling, yeah. I don't draft players, fantasy players – a tip, don't draft fantasy players with bad quarter on teams with bad quarterbacks. It's tough. I, I, <laughs> uh, I stay away from Can it. I say
0: one thing and we'll yeah. on the next question? Yeah. Do you know how good of a feeling it is to have this discussion saying who could be the third receiver with seven fifty yeah. yards? And there's a lot of teams out there being like, do we really have one guy we're confident is gonna yeah. have seven well, fifty? I don't know if there's a, a lot of teams there's that don't couple. have one guy. There's a there's a couple. You're talking the, out your ass now. Who on the Colts is going for seven fifty this year? Michael Pittman. With that quarterback? With Anthony Richardson? Doesn't matter.
2: You're gonna get 750.
0: I'm just saying the fact that we're on the out of these guys, we're talking about two, I or three guys with who your could be the main third. point.
2: You went you went too far with the last part of it. <laughs> okay, maybe. But maybe. yes, the Browns have had many years where you're like they've got one guy that's good and everybody else sucks. Yeah.
3: Is there is there a team out there that doesn't have a, a, a like their starting receivers the don't have 800 the, the,
0: yards? Gi- the Giants' offense receivers are terrible. They didn't have they didn't have not one of them had 800 yards. Well, so the Giants were. Completely last year, riddled I don't by injuries. So. Yeah, I don't think so. That's impo- that's almost impossible. Hey, look, look up the Colts. I look at the Giants. The Colts, Michael Pittman had 1,000 yards, didn't he? The Giants' leading receiver last year at 724. Oh, wow, that's bad. They had zero, reach 750. And they're a
3: playoff team, too.
0: And uh, their second-leading receiver, by the way, Slayton, who led the team, played 16 games. Richie James played 17. He had 569. Wow, that's... Tough. I didn't. Michael possible. Pittman
2: did not have a thousand. He had a thousand yards in twenty-one last year. Yeah. He had nine twenty-five. He missed okay. one game. So there, those are two teams without a thousand receiver.
0: There's more teams than you think that didn't have a thousand. Wow, that's receiver. crazy. Seven, yeah, but, like, but you said
2: seven fifty, Mike. You didn't say a thousand yards.
0: No, no, no. I know. I'm, I'm just saying. To just yeah, like, I was asking. Yeah, he, like, he, is, he has a diff, different. Is question it even there?
2: possible that you can yeah. have a, a number one yeah. receiver with under eight hundred or eight hundred yards or less? I mean, it's, yes. un, it's unlikely, but yeah, the Giants, I can't think of another team that would have had, it's probably another team that had maybe a wide receiver that's great, that get 800 yards. I can't, you know, maybe do.
0: Did the Chiefs have a, Kelsey doesn't, like an actual receiver? Yeah, I think Juju had 800 yards. He got like 900. Yeah, 900. Jeez, 900.
2: 900. Look it up right now, and then we'll move on. Yeah. And, and uh, what are we up to, number
0: four? Four, we yeah. Th- we got three more. Three more. All right, And good. I don't think the Ravens had one. Chiefs, no, Chiefs, had, Chiefs had one, and Ravens, last one will look up. Ravens didn't have one. Juju uh, had how many yards? 900. I bet you yeah, the, yeah. yeah. the Falcons didn't have one either. Drake London? No, no he didn't have 1,000. He didn't have 1,000. Let's see. How many yards did Drake Ravens have? Ravens had no receivers. Mark Andrews, tight end. No receivers over 500. Yeah. <laughs> Their leading receiver, Demarcus Robinson, who played 17 games, had 458. That's
2: crazy. And Drake Falcon. London had 866 okay, yards. Okay, so they did it. Yeah. All right. That's yeah, enough. There you go. All right, number four, Anthony.
1: All right, so number four, guys, will the Browns' boil the Browns' defensive line minus Miles Garrett record at least 27 combined sacks? This one's That's pretty split. That's a lot, by the way,
2: without your, but not including your best player. Is it? Well, how many? How, many, how many sacks do you think Miles Garrett's gonna have? 20. Okay, tw- 22. Okay, 22. i say he's How many teams the do you here? think had 48, 49 sacks last year? Only two or three. Uh,
1: the commanders, not a lot. I commanders think it was seven. and the
2: Eagles. The Eagles did. Commanders,
3: Eagles, and check, check me the 49ers too.
1: Before we get too far down, I'm gonna give you guys the answers here. Yes is McNuggets, G and Earl. No is Bull, Brad, Jason, and Tyvus. So forty seven sacks is that our threshold? hmm No, because you said well, you're you're saying twenty
0: he's saying twenty two, you're saying twenty. So yes, yeah, so, so we'll it. split the difference and go twenty one. So, so that's forty eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams had forty eight sacks last year or more. Including the Eagles who had seventy. Yeah. Right, the and Chiefs two, had fifty-five. Two of those it, teams had
2: exactly forty-eight. Correct. So that's hard.
0: Yes, I have the numbers. I'll tell you exactly yeah. how it's going to go. I did a little G. Bush last night. I looked yeah. it in, yeah. looked it in my crystal ball. What McNugget Domus. Yeah, Nost- Nostrum McNuggets, whatever you want to say. <laughs> Nostrum McNuggets. What do you like better, McNugget Domus or Nostrum McNuggets? No, Nostrum McNuggets. <laughs> go ahead. Bloody. And I see Joe Burrow on his back. I see Lamar Jackson. Sacked, wiping dirt off his jersey. I see Zadarius Smith with eleven sacks. By the, the way, season. we
2: we've passed up on three, four pause opportunities today. It's great. It could be a great one with Mary Kay. It's because we're, we're be, maturing as a show. We're yeah,
0: maturing yeah, yeah. as a show, yeah. yeah,
3: yeah. We got the memo. Yeah. Yeah. I see Zadarius Smith with eleven yeah.
0: sacks. I see Ogbo with seven and a half. I see Dalvin Tomlinson with three. Very modest. I see Shelby Harris with two. No big deal. I see yeah. Mohurst with four and a half. And I see everyone else combined with five. And when you add those numbers together, that gives me Thirty-three sacks for players not named Miles Garrett. That's a lot.
2: You think you're going to get 19 sacks between Ogbo yes. and? Uh, yes. I got him. I got it even higher. I got. I got
3: him. I got I 13 sacks for Zadarius Smith. I thought I was being low too. I and, thought I undershot this. And honest. I got seven sacks from Ogbo. So you got 20 total. 20 total between them three. Then then you got I, in, in Tomlinson for three is is definitely easy. I went one and a half for Shelby Harris. I gave one and a half for Elliott, and then I gave one for Hurst.
0: No, Hurst is. I would bet my. And then the rest got like pay check That Mo Hurst has more than one sack this year. Yeah, you're right. That's kind of low. Yeah, you, how
2: many sacks you got for Agbo? The two
0: of you? I had seven and a half. I got. I got seven. You know he has nine and a half in his career, right? Yes, and very limited playing time early in Houston. And he's 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 not gonna sniff a double team. They might he have came. a running back blocking him. second last half, year he played every game and had five sacks. The second half of last season, his pass rush win rate, which is one of the most important stats you could look at when you're evaluating. Doesn't guarantee rush sacks year. though. No, but it proves he can beat guys. And now he's going one on one when the focus is on the other side of the line with Darius Smith and Miles Garrett. Right. I'm comp. I mean they, they were comfortable going into the season with Agua being the number two. Pass rusher yeah. alongside Miles Garrett. But that's a, they added to the Smith. The point is, that's a high projection well, for let, a guy let, who's let, never me, done. let me add one more thing to this. We yeah. just talked about the, the Browns' offense with Nick Chubb potentially scoring 15 touchdowns. Bull said 15, yeah. mm-hmm. with four to five options of potential 7,500 yard receivers. Yeah, we think they're going to score a lot of points, which means the other team's going to be in a ton of passing situations, trying to catch up. More pass rush opportunities, better pass rushers, all in all, more sacks for everybody. Bull, when one person eats, we all eat, man. If I, you're gonna order a 20 pack of McNuggets, <laughs> you ain't eating them all. You them with the squad. This is, is how easy. Just call. Listen. So if,
3: if 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 Jay is is Miles Garrett and Bull is Zazarius uh, Smith, then I could be Ogbo. You see, if I was just trying to be out here by myself and trying to get these views. Would I possibly have gone viral just on my own YouTube channel? It's a
0: possibility. You could have won one AFC defensive player the week. I could've w
3: I could have went viral, kinda, but nah, since you on the show and Jay on the show, if I don't gotta do much, all I gotta have is one liners. I don't even gotta I don't gotta have no monologues. I ain't gotta (laughs) leave. I come with my hottest stuff and they're like, Oh my god, this is fire, too much (laughs) is cold. So that turns
0: that turns in that little five sacks. All right. Now I got him and Jim Schwartz. Historically, his teams yeah. have ranked in the upper echelon of the NFL year after year. In total, a, I sacks. think it's a
2: high number. I was just under it, but I don't think it's impossible. I don't think you're crazy for picking the over.
3: Now, you, right. do you have Miles Garrett? How many sacks you think he getting? I
2: got him with twenty.
0: Twenty. So What's the record? You? Twenty-two and a half.
2: Oh, he's gonna get that? I hope that would be cool if, if he. That, that would be him. really he cool. with that? All right, number five, Anthony.
0: All right, so wait, Anthony. Five. I just thought so. Hold on, hold on. If he does it, it'd probably be against your boy Joe Burrow, your one true love in Week t- Week 18. Is he gonna take it? Is he gonna take a bad like Brett Favre ha- did for Strahan? Joe Burrow's
2: is not my one true love. I like
0: him a lot as a <laughs> but let's not get carried away. Uh, we have to have a if he is if he has 21 and a half sacks going into Week eighteen, we have to have a live stream on Bull for the whole game, like a, a live GoPro for the minute Miles Garrett sacks Joe Burrow. to watch his soul leave his body on live that TV. game.
3: That game is gonna that be has all the implications. Yeah. I feel like that game is like okay, are you gonna make the playoffs or not? could be
0: that or the Jets game week 17 and week 18 the schedule could, could not have played oh, out
1: better for the Browns that's a, that's in terms of like entertainment yeah, value for the, the last same, two yeah. weeks let's get to number five two anyway. more yeah so number five who will record their first career interception Greg Newsom or Martin Emerson Newsom was Jason Tivas and Emerson was McNuggets Bull Brad G and Earl well we know Earl yeah. has a man crush on Martin Emerson oh, he does, which yeah. is totally valid Martin Emerson's the coolest dude,
0: and we talked to him at the softball yeah. game elite person awesome on the field and as Jason said the other day, interceptions just might not be Newsom's thing. One in five years. I'm playing the playing the Well, Emerson the didn't have any last year either. Yeah, but he had a bunch in college. I was actually on the sidelines yeah. shooting the A&M Mississippi State game when Martin Emerson picked off a pass, ran back for a pick six. Do you know who he picked off, by the way? No idea. Kellen Mond. He stinks. So
3: who, who played for Am for what was seemed there like forever? My
0: entire career and the whole person before me's career. at A&M. <laughs> Right. So I was there. I, I've seen with my own eyes Martin Emerson pick off a pass, return it for a touchdown. I have yet to see Greg Newsom do that because his interception came at Northwestern, and frankly, no one watches yeah. Martin, Northwestern Martin, football. Martin, so I'm going with Martin yeah. Emerson. Yeah. Make me proud, Marty. Yeah. Martin
3: Emerson is is more aggressive than than Greg Newsom. Not saying that like Greg Newsom is yeah. like soft batch cookies or. Martin anything. Emerson
2: is him. <laughs> oh look at no cap no cap, no cap, no cap. okay by the there. way did you see Dion sanders getting into it with that clown danny cannell i did um, i did danny cannell sit he, this one out he's now. a troll
0: i mean he's, he's a certified I mean, he's troll. a total
2: clown i i, and I what like, do you say well Dion, what they talked to him about being uh, a seminal and he he was like well But I graduated, he graduated, he actually graduated college from some small school in Alabama, I can't think of the name of it, and so he brought this up at the press conference, but he was kind of joking about it, like, oh, I'm not really a Seminole, I'm a whatever this school is, I can't think of what it's called. And so Danny Cannell was all uh, triggered about this on Twitter, and he was like, that's disrespectful, the Florida State, they retired your number like dude Danny Canell Shut come down. On, up. come on bro. like <laughs> d- like
3: you you like why would you even get in that arena you're not yeah. even in that yeah. level you know, where you
2: could be but was But Canell
0: was a D1 quarterback No Canell started at Florida State Yeah, yeah but
2: he wasn't really good in the pros No I he mean, was terrible Yeah yeah, yeah But like, Deion's one of the all-time greats Yeah I mean, Deion's a go like,
0: like, Danny Cannell's a yeah. radio guy Danny
2: yeah. uh, by the way Deion was a pretty good baseball player too. What I mean, the guy you played mean? two sports. He was an All-Star in baseball. He
0: just pulled up Oh, going to
2: the World Series. You know what's crazy is around that time you had three players play both sports. You had Bo, mm-hmm. you had Prime, mm-hmm. and you had Brian Jordan. Remember him?
3: Brian Jordan played for the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta Defense Falcons and the
4: Braves.
2: Wait, did
0: they have Dion and Brian Jordan at the same time? I don't think it was the same
2: time. I That'd do. be crazy they had two players yeah.
0: simultaneously playing for both no, teams. By the way, team.
2: you know what, what current famous – what current NBA GM – played both major league baseball and the NBA. He's a GM right now. He's a GM. And oh. he's a he's a very well what's that? Wait, one more. Yeah, that's right. We got one very he's a very well-known GM who recently changed teams in the last couple of years.
0: Elton Brand? No. Older than that. Kurt Rambis didn't play in the in MLB did he? No. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. Okay. Now G left me hanging. <laughs> yeah, I was like,
3: Danny I'm Ainge played for the Blue Jays and, of course, for the Celtics. And, and, all right.
2: Yeah, there let's you go. go. Last one. Last what's one up? Anthony What's Anthony?
1: All ahead. right, guys. The last one in our much welcome back defense writer segment. Will the Cleveland Browns make the playoffs in 2023? Gentlemen, ladies, grab the Kool Aid. We are a unanimous yeah, yes. Yeah, everybody said yes. For you knew that. The Browns going to the playoffs. Browns <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. We're going all the way.
2: I don't think they win in the Super Bowl, but they could.
0: What do you think uh, – so we're all in agreement to make the playoffs. Yeah. If the question was, will the Browns win the Super Bowl? Would I any, would say no. Would it all been unanimous no? Would anyone have picked yes? G? I think Earl or G could have. Earl has them losing in the AFC. Earl's put it on the record on this show, so I'm not saying anything he yeah. hasn't already said. He believes the Browns lose to the Chiefs in the AFC Championship. They make the AFC Championship, lose to Kansas City.
3: Only only way they could – see, this is – and I don't I don't think they'll do it. The only way I would have them go to the Super Bowl – is if they um, if they have home field advantage, and I don't think Kevin Stefanski is savvy enough to like push them. Like he'll be happy to be where they are, and they'll lose a game or something down the stretch, and be like, "Why would you lose that game? You lost to this guy." Now they got they have to have home field advantage. To me, he- here's the thing:
2: when the Bengals went to the Super Bowl two years ago, nobody had them going to the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So if you're ta- if you're if you're good enough to be a legit playoff team, which means you didn't get lucky because you were in a bad division, or you got the Jaguars. You're you the seven year. seed with a bad quarterback, that, yeah. You know, in a conference that's not that good. Well, that's not happening in this AFC. All seven teams that make the playoffs in the AFC are good. Will have a legitimate chance to win the Super yeah. to get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl, in my opinion. Now, when I make predictions personally, I think to myself: If they played the season a hundred times, what result would happen most often? Not oh i got a a hunch on this team or i hope this happens what would happen most often and what most often would happen in my mind is the browns finishes the sixth seed in a wild card in the afc which means they don't get a home game which means they play probably either cincinnati or buffalo in the first round which is a very tough game on the road doesn't mean they couldn't win it it just means it's tough and the odds of getting to the super bowl as the sixth seed in this afc are very slim but certainly it, it is capable of happening but if you say, is, is it, how, I mean, how could you pick anybody over the Chiefs right now in the AFC, realistically?
0: That's fair. And we're going to do next week before yeah. the opening game of the season on Thursday our full predictions, yeah. superlatives, MVP picks. We're going to do all that. So I have the right to change what I'm going to say right now. Yeah. You have them at six seed, I have them as the five seed. If the playoffs were to begin tomorrow, how I see it playing, I have them as the five seed. All right. Very G, good. What do you have them real quick before we move on?
2: Five
3: seat would probably. How many wins you thinking that is? Ten. My, uh, if I, I think you got to win
2: eleven games. I, five, I, so I, I
0: think. Go. I think. I have ten, five, ten, six, ten, seven. And, and if you, and win, the if break
3: you
2: break win twelve games, where that what's that? One,
0: I one, probably one or two the
2: division. Twelve wins wins the AFC North this year. Probably. I don't think it's a short. It could be a tiebreaker win of the division, but probably if the Browns won twelve games. I think they'd have a, you know, that
0: division is so tough. If you win, if you come out of that gauntlet. Playing six games against the Steelers, yeah. the Bengals, and the Ravens in totality, you go with twelve wins, you're winning the division. Plain, well, like, and, I plain think, and simple.
3: I think you have to be like four and two in the division.
2: Probably. Yeah. Four yeah. And two. Probably. I
3: got him. I got him fifth, fifth, four, fifth somewhere yeah. right around there.
0: Which is not home field advantage. Is Which is not. Yeah. It fourth would be in the first round. Fourth would be yeah. But. Yeah. Oh no! and the first, they need that. Yeah, like you, they, if
2: you win your division, you get a home game.
3: They they need that home game. I'm gonna tell you that right yeah. now. They not. I don't. I, like I said, I just yeah. don't.
0: I don't see it. All right. All right, we gotta do thirty-two and thirty-two, but you gotta Let's. read first.
1: Yeah, and before thirty-two and thirty-two, guys, I want to remind you it's September first. The Cleveland colder weather is coming around the corner, and you need new Browns hoodies. And there's no better place to get the Browns hoodies than at Fanatics. You can use our link, Fanatics.com/slash UCSS some of the kickback goes to us and we appreciate you supporting fanatics and supporting the show kick bounce kickback sounds shady yeah it does like we're doing something illegal
0: <laughs> it is very legal i promise yeah. you it's yeah no it's 100% legal, we're doing legal nothing but the kickback's shady, the nothing. only <laughs> <laughs> word i know
2: by the way it's funny that anthony's talking about cold weather because it's supposed to be like 90 degrees for the next week uh, yeah hey listen that whole but before you know it the cold weather yeah. will be here it'll so be 90 it is good degrees
3: outside and i will have a hoodie on Allegedly, in the studio it's the hottest it's the hottest the world has ever been in
2: like yeah, we're, we're killing the planet, but uh, yeah. on a much cheerier subject. Hey, Jim Schwartz is our defensive coordinator. There it is, is. sacks galore. Yeah,
0: and he's number four on our 32 and 32 That's list. Insane. That's I actually think that it's is perfect. Insane. It is the perfect placement
2: for Jim Schwartz. It is insane that you have yes, I do. Jim Schwartz more
0: important than all his players except for Miles Garrett. I do. Do you want to hear why? Sure. Go ahead. Get it. Last season, regardless of who was at quarterback. The offense wasn't the reason the Browns lost most of their it games. It was
2: part of the reason they lost. Part this is it. being overstated.
0: The Chicago defense. That's not that good. The Browns defense last year. Yeah. Was simply not good. Their run defense was atrocious. Absolutely. Unquestionably atrocious. And while I agree with you, Bull, it is players job to win games. Yeah. It is a coach's job to accentuate what those players do and get the most out of them. And Jim Schwartz was brought in here to shore up a defensive scheme and get the most out of miles Garrett, J-O-K, Ogbo, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, Delpit, yeah. all the above. When yeah. I look at this Browns defense, exactly the same players they have, players they have, if Joe Woods was coordinator G, I'd have some major question marks about this defense. I think at best, they could be pretty good, at best. I, I you switch out Joe Woods with me, in this scheme with these players, yeah. I think the ceiling of this Browns defense is top two, three in the NFL. I truly do, and in that reasoning, mm-hmm. With that in mind, so, I believe Jim Schwartz, yeah. because of what he can do for these players, put yeah. them in the right positions, make JOK not look like a guy who Dequell Jackson says yeah. cut and send out, make Miles Garrett elevate his game from all pro to defensive player of the year, plus the other guys, yeah. he let me, is that important to the Browns question. winning and losing games Let me this ask you year. a question here.
2: Who was the defensive coordinator of the Eagles last year? Do you know?
0: Yeah, he's the new head coach in Arizona, Jonathan Gannon. Gannon, right. Yeah. Is their
2: defense going down the toilet this year? We'll see. You think it's going to? Good. Good. Well, it depends on what they're running. Yeah, I think you're over. Like the idea that Jim, they got way better talent. There's no way we can compare. That's that's true. And I'm not a Joe Woods guy, obviously. But there's no way you can compare. I know people are going to do this. Look, we got Jim Schwartz. We're better on defense. It is not apples. It's completely yes. unfair. It's a way better. But let roster. me ask you, Let me ask you this. Dude. Yeah.
0: If this was the same exact players.
2: Yeah.
0: All the new additions: Darius yeah. Thornhill and Joe Woods was the defensive coordinator. What's their ceiling? I think
2: not that much lower than with Jim Schwartz. Would they opinion. would they
0: be as aggressive? I don't know what they'd
2: be. Jim Schwartz doesn't blitz that much. So what do you mean by aggressive?
0: Gee, do you want to educate this man?
2: Educate me, will you? So Joe Woods um, bless his bless his heart.
3: Um, he's a defensive coordinator, and I, I've tried to you know when I talk to Tyus about this. When I when I look at defensive coordinators, I like aggressive coordinators. Now you could be aggressive without blitzing. Those things are mutually exclusive, right? Blitzing, you just bring in extra people, right? That could be considered aggressive, but the way you teach, the way you teach the, the, the system, the scheme, how you go about it. Sometimes, you know, I'll give you an example. We were, I used to play in high school. I was we played in a situation where we were, the defensive ends would be outside the the tackle, the tight end, kind of like in a wide wide nine. Um, with that formation, nobody could run the ball. Like in high school, I was like 270 pounds. The other defense end was like 240 pounds. And we're like, we both were D1 athletes. So there wasn't really much you could really do. The next year, they decided to put us inside. They decided to put us inside the tackle and tight end. And then they wanted the linebackers to make plays. And I remember going to the coach and saying, why would you let linebackers try to make the plays where well, they've never shown you they can tackle somebody in the field anyway. I, I think we won a championship with me making the plays. Let me make the plays. Needless to say that next year my numbers went down and we didn't win a championship. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people people don't understand is to be a coach you have to put a person in and sometimes you got to let go to let that player be that player. Miles Garrett has never, I repeat, never. Had a coach that said, "Miles Garrett is the best defensive player we have. We need Miles Garrett to be unleashed and let him go run around and make plays. Lawrence Taylor didn't have somebody saying, stay in your gap. Reggie White didn't have somebody being like, hey, uh, I want you to hold up people so linebackers can make plays. No, they just, Buddy Ryan said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to put more defensive linemen up there. We're going to come up with this thing called a 46 and Reggie White going to play anything he want to. That's what they're doing right now when you get a guy like Schwartz. Now you say Z'Darrius Smith. You angle yourself and you run right in in the face mask of that tackle every play. Miles Garrett, line
2: up wide and go do whatever you want to. I know this is going to be taken the wrong way, but I'll say it anyway. Uh, Let's not make it seem like Jim Schwartz is the greatest defensive coordinator in the history of football. I think we're getting a little carried away. He's really good. I think it's a great hire I think he's better than Joe woods I think he's gonna do a great job if, if, if he's the greatest coach in the history of the world why didn't he have a job last year it's, it's all about it's not he going to be the greatest it's all about it's no you don't have to recreate the wheel to be to unlock something but this idea that well if they had the same talent with Joe woods they'd be mediocre but with 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 Jim Schwartz, they're going to be the best defensive football. I mean, that's overstating. Let's not get carried away. because sometimes when you have when you sit here and you talk
3: about a scheme, you have coaches that refuse to get out of their own way. Sometimes just getting out of the way is 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 an upgrade. Coaches come in and they teach you what they want you to do like a B. C. I want you here. Boom. boom. It's my system. And guess so you what think
2: Schwartz is more important than every player on the team besides Watson and Garrett. Well, well no, I, yes. think, I I think
3: Well, he said. No. Well, he, here's the thing. Yeah. I think he's a I think he's important because that place that you guys wanted to get to with miles Garrett. He's going to give you that. Everybody said I want miles Garrett to buy more. We got it. Yeah, he's you wanted to fix JOK, right he's gonna give
2: you Well that. we hope we don't know I don't no, that
0: but that's why he's important because he the, is he is the key to fixing a lot of the holes in this defense yes they have better players Totally agree with you. The defensive tackle position yeah. last year was an absolute abomination. They Listen, brought in defensive tackles who are competent. But I it is hear you. Jim Schwartz's job I think to unlock the full point. potential of I some think of we're going these guys. Listen, I had
2: Jim Schwartz high on my list. Where'd mm-hmm. you have him? I think I had, uh, like, top ten. Watch him say five.
0: Watch him say five. It's going to be like seven. Watch him say five.
2: Uh, No, that's the wrong, Wait, wrong list. Well,
0: remember when we did the day when Bull ran the 40? I had him, I had him ten.
2: Yeah. I had him 10. ten. So, like, obviously, Jim Schwartz is really important. But that, to me to have him over only only two players out of the defensive coordinator yeah. to me that seems crazy. And no. and I'll give him a lot of credit for going out and
3: identifying some yeah. of the guys who they needed in free agency. Let's be for real. Joe Woods had what he wanted, right? They when Joe Woods said I want this this group of people, what did he go out and do? Got five six safeties because we heard about the vaunted three safety look and then he figured out well maybe uh they can't even run what i'm asking them to run and
2: then we figured out the defense alignment was a terrible I, front. I, i'm just saying you, you know the only options there are a jim schwartz or joe woods you could like if they had hired somebody else uh, you know whereas like the idea that jim schwartz is more important in this team than nick chubb to me is crazy
0: here's here's the other part of that thing that you, you're missing you here. would cut you would cut Nick Chubb
2: before you'd fire Jim Schwartz. Is that what you're no, saying? No, no, that, no that's no. not what it is. But here's no. the other part. That's what you're saying. Here's, you're no. saying he's more important. Well, uh, you're not. saying Jim Schwartz is more important than Nick Chubb. I,
0: uh, yeah, I do actually believe that. But I, here's, Jim, here, here's why. Let no, me no, ask no, 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 no. no could, Bo, you find
2: the, could you find the D coordinator Who's as good as closer Nick Chubb? to Jim
0: Schwartz than you could find a running back closer to Nick Chubb? Absolutely. Probably. But yeah. he, but here's here's what you're missing in this. Yeah. One of the main criticisms of fancy Fancy last year was he had no control of this team. He was so... Scatterbrain trying to help out Joe Woods on the defense. Pre- there was no the special criticism that.
2: He was criticized for not being involved with the defense. What are you talking about? You can't switch it up now. I
0: don't, gee, am, I, am Jay, I going crazy? Jay complained about, about that all no, the time no, no, last no, no. year. No, no,
2: I, I think you know where I'm going with
3: this. I think, I think Kevin Stefanski, I, was, I was, had a problem with him because he kept Joe Woods. Yeah. I wasn't mad at him because right. he kept pre- and now You and keep, now guys if, keep bringing up Joe Woods. Joe Woods is well, irrelevant up, to the but conversation. But now with Jim
0: Schwartz, yeah, Jim Schwartz is in the defensive coordinator. He's the head coach of the defense. All Kevin Stefanski has to do now is focus on game planning, making sure Deshaun Watson has what he likes, deciding to go for it on fourth down or not, went to punt, and doing what a head coach does best in my, Kevin Stefanski's role, which point is call was, plays and make sure the team's ready. He was, doesn't worry about the defense anymore.
2: If they would have hired Brian Flores, they could have done the same thing. Not necessarily. Yes, they could have. He was doing that with
0: Joe Woods. What are you talking about? He got more involved because the defense was terrible. I, I think... Brian I, Flores is not Jim Schwartz, though. Like, yes... When we when we had this discussion before they signed Joe uh, Jim Schwartz. Then why didn't Jim Schwartz have a job last year? If he's if he's just the best ever.
2: That's up to why the, didn't he have a job last year? Well, hey, do, do,
0: do you believe I that had, why didn't he have a DC job? Teresa Walker, here? who covers the Titans, is gonna come back on before week three, yeah. told us he was essentially running the Titans defense last year, but they had the young DC who had the title. They didn't want him to come in and surplant him title wise. So he was the defensive analyst their exact I forget the exact why title, why didn't just was. make him DC <laughs> and 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 tell and the
2: DC young guy to beat it and
0: sometimes
3: well when you say well why why if he was so great why would everybody else not grabbed him? Well, maybe everybody else is dumb too. Yeah, <laughs> it don't mean that it don't mean that they why smart. Doesn't
0: Lou, All right. Why doesn't Lou Adaruma have a head coaching job yet? Maybe he's not a good head coach. I mean, Jim Schwartz was a bad head coach. And he's a great defensive coordinator. He is. I agree. This argument
2: has turned stupid because I'm now trying to argue that he's not that great, which he, I think he is great. <laughs> you see what he did, Jim? That's, yeah. that's
0: called the alley, and Jim, what's the second think, back
2: at that? I just, think, I just think he got him too high.
3: Hey, that's like, all I'm saying. Like, like, if, like when, when Bull when met his wife, his, his <laughs> lovely wife, I'm sure you didn't think, I wonder why this woman is single. You say I'm gonna take that. I'm
2: yeah. glad you're single. <laughs> then congratulations. I love Jim Schwartz. I think he makes a huge difference. <laughs> that, I was good, think, G. that was good. That, was good. that was good. I think you're overstating the importance, you know, to some degree. I, and I, and give, I would have him at ten and not at, I will, not at four. I will give you this.
3: I have. I do have a problem putting people that don't play yes on the field higher than people who actually impact the game. In this case, I I wouldn't have had him at four. I had him somewhere between maybe ten and six. But I, I I would have to have him on this list because I do think he's Which important. Which I did, and I yeah. had him at 10. There's All right. right. All right. Uh, we we got, got a few Stevens. minutes
0: for Steve. Is Jay here yet? No, he's not here yet. So we want to do a uh, schedule lock? No, quick? no, no. We don't have time for let's, that. Let, let's, let's talk some Guardians. Guard, let me talk about okay. the Guardians okay. here for a
2: minute because
0: obviously they haven't
2: been worth watching. They did win their last two. It's very interesting here. Yesterday they claimed three players on waivers, right? Uh, Lucas Giolito is a starting pitcher uh Ronaldo lopez who's a relief pitcher and matt moore who's a relief pitcher now i know some people are frustrated like well if they were going to go for it why didn't they just go for it at the end of july at the regular trade deadline and why are they going for it now well in the end they did spend some money here i'm surprised i'm honestly surprised the guardians are willing to spend three million dollars they're spending three million dollars for these guys for to play four weeks for the, for the team when they're a long shot to make the playoffs, And they don't spend money. I think according to fan graphs, they have a 5% chance to make the playoffs. That's probably high. They're five games out. Now, the Twins should have blown away this division a while ago, and they haven't. So the Guardians think they got a shot. I'm not going to kill them for making these moves now. I like that they did it. They brought in Cole Calhoun, who I'm not excited about at all long term, but he's played well. They uh, they brought in Ramon Liriano, so they have added some veterans here. It's interesting to see if they can make a run and get to the playoffs. And very surprising that they claimed all three guys. Now, Giolito's been awful with the Angels. He was good, you know, decent with the White Sox before yeah. that. But uh, those are two really nice additions to the bullpen. A bullpen that's been a little shaky this year with two lefties. By the way, Lucas Giolito and Ronaldo Lopez become the first teammates in the history of baseball to go to four
0: different teams together. That's crazy. Well, they were traded from the White Sox to the Angels But they together, were originally
2: right? traded from the Nationals to... Chicago. The White Sox. Chicago. Then Chuck. the White Sox to the Angels together. Uh, and Angel. now the Angels, not traded together, but yeah, that, that's both that's playing by the same team. You think Tito has something to do with this? You think Tito's like, look, man, give me a chance. Yeah. Give me a shot. Give right? me a chance to make the playoffs yeah. one last time. Like,
3: and, and, and I think it almost went, because when you talked about him being, you know, retiring, I said, yeah. you know, this seems like he's giving it, hanging it up. Yeah. And I thought they think in their heart of hearts, it was like, well, we thought we at least had one more year in us. And yeah. he's like, no, this is it. And so they're like, we got to do something. We can't yeah, let them yeah. go out like that. Yeah.
0: I actually think that is the only reason they made this move because yeah. they are a franchise that we talked at length, at nauseam about the fact that they don't spend a lot of money. It took them way too long to DFA's Zanino because they didn't want to admit a $6 million mistake. But yeah. now they're going to pay $3 million for a month and a half. Yeah. For three guys. <laughs> Not even a month and a half. I mean, For four, five I guess, weeks. Really, five weeks? It's five weeks. This has to be a... Tito told us he's not going to admit it yeah. out loud because he doesn't want all the fanfare that yeah. comes around with his retirement. It has to be a Tito told us he's retiring. We owe it to Tito yeah. to try and do this. Give him a shot. And it's such a low cost in the grand scheme of things. because yeah. These guys are under contract after this year, right? Correct. It's just pay $3 million up front yeah. to give him a shot. Roughly three. See between what he between the yeah.
2: By the way, interestingly, before we go to Jay, two former Guardians pitchers cleared waivers and did not get picked up. Carlos Carrasco who was a fan favorite, and Mike Clevenger, who's pitching great. However, however, Clevenger's got off-the-field stuff, and he has a $4 million buyout that the Guardians were not going to pay. There was only six
0: players claimed on waivers, and three by the Guardians, two by the Reds.
2: Is that, real quick
0: before we get to Jay, is that little compared to most years? Is that normal? I I have no idea what the normal waiver wire is. So,
2: two years ago, it used to be in July was the trade deadline, but there was a second trade deadline at the end of August. And for a player to be traded, he had to first clear waivers. Got okay. If he got claimed, the team like the Angels, these guys you got got the, all these guys from the Angels. So in the past, the Angels and they the Angels would have the option to pull the guys back from waivers or trade them with the Guardians who claim them. Got gotcha, you. Okay. Now that that tra- now you can't do that anymore. So uh, this is a lot for the Angels to put five legitimate, six legitimate players on it's waivers, and five of them got claimed is very unusual. Okay. Uh, so there you go. All right, let's bring in Jay Stevens, talk some
1: Buckeyes. Before we do that, Anthony I just totally want to remind everybody there. that we Come are yourself. doing stupid numbers this whole week, and to subscribe to the Ultimate Cleveland Sports today Show. Today as well. And if you really, yeah, today as well, everybody's in there showing the support. The gifted yeah. memberships were fantastic. We love you all. Just don't forget to Get subscribe this. and tell your friends about it. It's going to be great. We're <laughs> going to the moon and back with this show. Yeah. And now, without further ado, Jay Stevens from Lockdown Buckeyes.
0: What's up, Jay? There What's he up, is.
2: Man? What's up,
4: guys? How you doing?
1: good Jay uh we are concerned
2: about this Buckeye team because uh G Bush says that the quarterbacks are all a bunch of slappies and they're not any good is that true or not
4: well I don't think anybody can make that statement just yet because we don't know um we don't know exactly what to expect with the quarterbacks um I would love to say and come on here and be like yeah they're going to be great we all know they're going to throw for 400 yards a game matter if it's McCord or Devin Brown we really don't know. We don't have a great sample size on oh, McCord, maybe a smaller sample size a smaller um, time of seeing him play in Devin Brown. So McCord's getting to start tomorrow, but for me to come out here and say like, ah, we don't know we know what to expect, I don't think I can make that statement right now. I I, I will say this. My,
3: the excitement level isn't there um, at quarterback because just of, of it's just you know the magnitude of what you had there. You know, you could go all the way back and you start with Ryan Day, you can go back to Braxton Miller, and then you can keep, you know, you can keep going after Braxton Miller. Uh, you, you, you have, uh, you know, just all kind of quarterbacks. You have know, C.J. Stroud. You got Dwayne Haskins before him. You, you know, Fields before, Justin Fields before him. Like, you know, all these quarterbacks. And then you get to uh, the quarterback class right now, and you're like, okay, we got Brown, and we got Kyle McCord. And we've been hearing Kyle McCord's name as the backup for like five years. He gets his opportunity. I was true. I He's have. Right. I, I I didn't like too much what I saw in the spring game, and it just it dawned on me. I'm like, ah, oh, this they might take a step back this year.
4: I don't know. Uh, it's a thought. I think it's a healthy thought to think like they might take a step back because you're kind of saying I don't want to put the expectations on this quarterback and make them super high or the way that um, Stroud played or the way that. Uh, Justin Fields played. I think the one guy that is very um, key to look at here is Dwayne Haskins. Ryan Day wasn't the head coach, but Ryan Day was there the year prior. There was a quarterback battle. Um, ultimately, Joe Burrow's hand got hurt, which set him back at that quarterback battle. Dwayne Haskins wins the job in 2018. And we got to see the guy that uh, only had one year at Ohio State, really early in Ryan Day's tenure, got to play some really good football, broke records and things like that as quarterback. So from a core to be there for a while, that is true. I just don't know if I'm comfortable saying they're going to take a step back. I won't say you're going to get C.J. Stroud um, or Justin Fields like right away. I can't say that, but I do kind of – I have a belief in the guys. I just don't know how soon or how quickly these quarterbacks, either McCord or Brown, whichever one ultimately wins starting job, when they'll become their own and throw four touchdowns in back-to-back-to-back games. I don't know that yet, but it's tricky. This offseason – talking about the quarterback battle honestly it's been more um exhausting than i thought it was going to be because i wasn't expecting to go this long into the offseason especially during week one to discuss hey we know the week one starter we don't know the week two starter it's really an odd quarterback situation at ohio state right now
0: jay the only question that matters here is ohio state going to beat indiana by 30 40 or 50 on saturday
4: 30, 40, or 50, that is the only true question there. Um, The Hoosiers are bad and the Buckeyes are good. So you're thinking covering the spread? Great, that's cool. Um, I do think it'll be a blowout. I won't put a number on it just yet, Mike, but I do think it'll, it'll be a blowout though. The Buckeyes defense, I think the biggest thing tomorrow is going to be the defense is going to take a step forward and show that the guys that are returning are making the right steps forward to be better football players overall. Also, when you add in the guy in Sonny Styles who's going to start, who has the skill set that he has, that's going to be a wrinkle that the Hoosiers, who had their own quarterback battle between two guys that really aren't experienced, that could be something that messes them up as well. So a 30 or 40 point, 30, 40 or 50 point win, that is the only uh, true question. What, How big is the Buckeyes blowout tomorrow? Um, you know, the, the major question
3: this season is is not only, you know, what are they going to do? Game one, because they'll, they'll they'll blow them out. Game one, we're looking at the Michigan Wolverines, and um, Michigan up front, one of the best offensive lines. Yeah, you know what? They got a couple top notch running backs coming back. there. the quarterback is coming back. Talent wise, a couple of years ago, I would have said that Ohio State is light years ahead of Michigan because of their skill positions and receivers. This year, I can't say that. Hey, I'm gonna ask you: Has Michigan caught Ohio State? in terms of talent
4: um, in the Big Ten. Ooh, I got friends listening to this and they're gonna be like, Jay, you're crazy. I think that they have caught up with Ohio State though. I do think talent wise, you're looking at a team in Michigan. Now the quarterback one's interesting because I am not the biggest JJ McCarthy fan. However, when he needed to make plays a year ago against Ohio (laughs) State, he made the plays. A year ago when I was saying, hey, Ohio State's D-line is up to the task to play Michigan. They were not up to that task. The Buckeyes' offensive line um, struggled at times during that game as well. This is back-to-back years where the Buckeyes have had issues with the Wolverines in the trenches. And we all know if you want to win a game, it all starts with the O-line and D-line. If they play well, if they play up to the standard that has been set at Ohio State or even better, there's going to be a good chance that they're going to win not just the game against Michigan, but every game that they play in that schedule. And so I do think the talent gap has gotten so close and even maybe Michigan has gotten above it. So Buckeye fans are like, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Are we really gonna go into a game against Michigan where the playing field is even, it's level with the playing yeah. with the talent that is there? I think so. I also want to believe that Ryan Day, we're to see the Ryan Day from Georgia in that game, not the Ryan Day that we saw during other games with the aggressiveness and play calling or the intensity that he had on the sideline in the Georgia game. We didn't see it throughout other games I would hope to say we're going to see that Ryan Day that game or all year long. We just don't know. So the talent thing is there, but also we have a coach in Ryan Day who I want to believe in, but we've really only seen that aggressiveness, that intensity in Ryan Day once, once in his tenure at Ohio State. So the talent thing is there. The talent gap is tighter. I do think Michigan has um, caught up with the talent that Ohio State has. I want to believe the Buckeyes will win the game in the fall. I know you didn't ask my prediction, but it's in my head right now. I can't make that prediction right now and say, yeah, Buckeyes beat the Wolverines November 25th. I got to see what this team's going to do against Penn State, against Notre Dame on the road in Camp Randall before I make my final prediction yeah. about what's going to happen yeah. November 25th in Ann Arbor.
2: They only have four legit games and three are on the road. Yeah. So,
0: yeah, hey, correct. Jay, Ohio State's turned out some unbelievable receivers over the last couple of years. Garrett Wilson, Olave, Jackson Smith and Jigba. It goes on and on. Marvin Harrison might be the best of all of them. What makes Marvin Harrison so special that even the other guys who have all blossomed in the NFL or Jackson Smith and Jigba, you know, first-round pick, that even they say – this dude's even better than we were. Like what separates him from the great to like the elite, elite, elite?
4: So with Harrison Jr., it's I think it would be easy to say it's his work ethic. But all receivers work hard, excuse me, most elite receivers work hard. So I can't just say the work ethic, but I think it's the attention that he puts to working on the minor, even the smallest details of a route. And then once he figures out that small detail, he works on another and he works on another and he works on another. So it's not just his work ethic that puts him out there and makes him better, but also he's able to work on those minor details. It does also help that his dad is a pro football Hall of Famer. His dad did great things in the National Football League and at Syracuse as well. And so you have your dad who's a pro football Hall of Famer. That's one thing. That's only a small thing piece of the pie it's not the whole thing not the whole picture it's just a very small thing we see guys whose dads are hall of famers not saying any names they're nowhere close to being anywhere near an elite player in high school in college or in the pros because that's a very small classification to fit into so harrison jr i think it's his work work ethic which is elite but he's able to work on this minor details you add in his elite body control and i was at the game a year ago against indiana And I'm sitting here like, how in the world did he make that catch? But he constantly works on his body control and practice, doing different drills by himself or with his teammates and his coaches. And it shows why on the field, he might be the best Ohio State receiver Ryan Day has ever
2: coached. Great stuff, Jay. We appreciate it, man. Enjoy the season. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks, Jay. Yes, sir. Enjoyed it, guys. Uh, All right, Jay Stevens, Locked on Buckeyes. Guys, real quick, before we wrap up the show, we will go uh, We will go to, uh, in overtime, we'll be answering your fan questions. Real quick, I got a list for you, but before we get to that list, let's go to Anthony.
1: Yeah, I want to remind everybody really quick that me, Mike, and Earl do a behind-the-glass podcast once a week. It varies from night to night, but it's a great time. We love doing it, and you go check out some behind-the-scenes stuff with Mike and Earl.
2: By the way, USA Today, guys, they came up with a list. I think fans voted on this. I love that. Um, oh shoot 10 best stadium foods what stadiums have the foods uh voted voted by readers of usa today okay okay what 10 stadium is there any cleveland team on the top remember this is all stadiums not i don't think it includes like in like basketball arenas but so any college football any nfl major league baseball did any of the cleveland stadiums make it into the top 10. Progressive Field has really good food.
0: Really, really good food. Have you been to a lot of stadiums? Baseball stadiums? Yeah, I've been to 10. Well, it's not just baseball. No, I know, but I'm just, uh, of the three Cleveland ones. I will say no.
2: Progressive is number eight Eight? in the top 10. I believe it. Here's the top 10. Number 10, Coors Field. Anybody been there? I've not been to Coors. Denver, Colorado. Number nine, Nationals Park in D.C. I've been there. I've been there. I don't remember having outstanding food, but all right. Number eight, Progressive Field i've been there number seven target field in minnesota that's the new baseball stadium in minnesota i haven't been there number six chase field in phoenix arizona nope is that the baseball stadium baseball yes baseball? number five lambeau field where the packers really? play of course would yeah, not have we, guessed we, that would not have guessed that right number four
0: nrg stadium in houston have you i've been, been there? there yeah and the food's pretty damn good yeah they uh, actually have deshaun watson has a, a cheese steak company lefties yeah they have one in there it's actually really damn good cheese really?
2: Steaks. really really good. <laughs> By the way, what is the point, speaking of number three, Mercedes-Benz Stadium, Atlanta, Georgia, what is the point of having a Chick-fil-A in if a If it's closed on Sundays. Stadium?
0: Well, they play the soccer games there
2: and I mean, college games and, and stuff. And, and By it, the way, Kanes 7,000 times better than Chick-fil-A. Not even close. I, and KFC's better than Chick-fil-A also, and probably Popeyes. I, you,
3: you know, what, can you really say that, that uh, you got the best food if you're not trying – a large sampler of, of what they
2: have. Like people say, really good food. That's If cash. you only, ate, yeah, if you only had a hot dog, that's true. It's how hard. do you know? Yeah, like, that's true. You got to have like six things. And number then... number two, Citizens Bank Park in Philly. I've been there. That's where the Phillies play. I've been there too. Good food. And I've been to number one. I'm sure you have two City Field in Queens. Very good. Uh, which does have very, very excellent good. food. Yeah uh there you go so so cleveland is represented number eight on the uh usa today big board any quick final thoughts from anybody
0: uh just on progressive field real, real quick when yeah. my buddy was here we went to the baseball game with Earl yeah. progressive
2: when you didn't invite uh yes just yes. me
0: earl and my, my friend uh right. we ate all around the stadium yeah and that's how what made me think like we had like four different things that were phenomenal yeah the fried chicken in left field delicious fried chicken that. it's like the fat rooster i think it's called really really good uh, and the Crab Rangoon nachos.
2: Well the whole I, I'm not a big Crab Rangoon guy but uh, the whole whatever they what do they call it in right field with
0: all the food places there I can't remember what they call the it corner now. alley no the deck, deck
2: yeah no the deck is separate but uh, anyway there's a lot of great food they do a
0: great job there. it's a really cool fan experience yeah,
2: in yeah, yeah. Field. they have Ohio City burrito I think represented there which they I love do. go ahead
1: uh, real quick before we get too far away and wrap it up i want to remind everybody that we do not have a show monday we will not be live monday for labor oh yeah day. that's right that is true w-
3: what is monday monday's labor, labor day, day.
1: Awesome. yeah g so don't show up
3: yeah
2: enjoy your holiday if you're not joining us on overtime where are you this sign up friday. be a member if you're not friday. joining us have a it's great it's holiday friday. weekend if you are joining us we're doing questions next.
0: G, I love you G you just ask if it's friday